Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, welcome to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Welcome, welcome, welcome as we tape here on February the 3rd, 2022. This will hit the morning of the 5th, as always, to get you through your weekend with the best recommendations in music, movies, TV, streaming, and books. We've got you covered, kids. Listen to us and you can't go wrong. That is absolutely right. And we're going to have a lot of fun on the weekend edition. We are going to devote almost our entire movie segment to a review of the final Daniel Craig James Bond movie, No Time to Die. But first and foremost, as always, we always defer to rock and roll. Our mistress, our lover, our lady of the evening. That's right. We've got two songs. Remember that, rock and roll. That's foreshadowing, kids. Yes, because the (laughs) 2022 Rock Hall of Fame nominees came out. So we're going to go through them in detail (sighs) coming up in a minute. But we promised you two song reviews, and we are men of our word. Yes, we are. So start with Brian Adams, Never Gonna Rain, the latest single off his EP. Yep. Coming out next month, I believe, that whole album. Um, And I have liked everything so far off of that album. Never Gonna Rain, I will say, is still good. Probably the weakest of the four songs so far. Yes, it is. It's still a solid song in its own right. But when compared to the other three so far, it does lack a little bit. I'm not a big gospel person, and it's got a little bit of a gospel feel to it. Kind of has that little vibe. Right. And and I'm still scared to death that we have not heard the goopy, awful Brian Adams power ballad yet. (laughs) I'm kind of hoping maybe this was it. If (laughs) If this ends up being the slowest song on the album, it'll be a great album. Agreed. Agreed um, completely. I will give this two and a half frenzies. Yep. Um, again, not the strongest song. No, not but it, bad, it's not. It's, it's not horrible. It, no. It's it's listen. You can listen to it, and you're not going to cringe right. when you hear it. So. Right. And I like the lyrics at the beginning, especially. Yeah. The first, the first verse is really good. Yeah, it hooks you in. All right. Wicked Mind, Mike Campbell, guitarist from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You can definitely feel the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers vibe in this song. Yep, his band, The Dirty Knobs, they've been around for a little bit, so this isn't like a debut single. No, it's not. It, it It's a nice rock song. It's got a good, good vibe it's... to it scary though like you said how much it sounds like tom petty yeah um from it's really something that made me think about what it is about a lot of these artists who again tom petty passed away other other bands that you and i listened to from the 80s where the lead singer is passed on or moved on and they always try like journey they try to find that guy who can sound exactly like the guy <laughs> yeah. that they just got rid of or just died. Yeah. 
but the, any new music still has the sound. Yeah. And that's what you get with Wicked Mind. Mike Campbell's guitar on Wicked Mind is fantastic. Oh, it's brilliant. My problem with the song is that you can tell the, it, it the wants lyrics, to be Tom Petty. The, the lyrics, lyrics are lack. very generic. They are. The lyrics, the lyrics the are what bring Tom it Petty down. Is not there. No, Tom Petty's usual wit and sarcasm and, and his, his smarts are not there. Yeah, it, it's missing big time. I I can only listening to it. I could only think what Tom could have brought lyrically to this song to put it over the top. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Without doubt, I will be generous and kind. I will give it two and a half. That's, frenzies yeah two and a half a nice is little what rock it, and tune yeah and again mike campbell's guitar work on this is exemplary yeah but if if more effort would have been put into the lyrics that yeah. could have been a three to three and a half yeah so now we get to the point we get to every year <clears throat> our our aneurysm inducing rock and roll hall of fame list or as we like to now refer it to as the Music Hall of Fame list. Yes, the 17 Ugh. nominees, the final cut before the, <laughs> the actual nominees that make it get in. Yeah. And I am very uh. upset, but Dave is going to go through one by one and we will discuss in the music section here how we feel about each of these nominees. Yep. All right. You want to list them or talk about them as we go through the Just list? one by one. Go through. Judas Priest. Should be in if they don't get in this year, given the lack of other rock bands, as we'll get to. Right. It'll be a travesty if the Priest they don't get in They belong in. They've belonged in forever. Again, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are the epitome of rock and roll. Again, of what's left on this list. And again, we'll talk about when we get done with the list, people that might have gotten left off. Right. Priest, All right. Priest should be a lock this year. Should, should be, be a, a lock. lock. Next up, Devo. Given who else is coming down the road in this list, Devo, I would be fine with them getting it. Still too poppy. For my liking. And, well, technically to me, I agree with you. I'm going to back you up on that. Technically, only one song. Really. In my opinion, they have only really gotten here on one, one song. One song. Whip it. Yep. Yep. All right. Pat Benatar. In, 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 in. Should be a Priest lock. and Benatar should be two. the first two words out of the idiot's mouth who announces who gets in. Priest Agreed. Benatar. Definitely. All right. God, do I don't even want to acknowledge this next group. I fucking hate Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, you and I they are hate, the, hate, hate Rage Against the Machine. We cannot stress our hatred for them enough. And the sad thing is, they're going to get in at some point. I'm just hoping it's not this year because I have a bad feeling that <clears> if they get in, they're going to knock the somebody like Benatar out. out or the Priest out. Yeah. 
All right. Kate Bush. No, no. I don't understand how Kate Bush gets this kind of these accolades, this acknowledgement. She what has she good. ever done? And she was around when we were younger and listening to music nonstop, 24-7, in our car, at home. Nobody I know listened to Kate Bush. Nobody I know listened to Kate Bush. Jesus God, I don't get it. I don't we'll either. Get, we'll get to some rap and country stuff later. But then at least I can say I know people listen to it. Right. Nobody, Nobody listened, listened to, to Kate, Kate Bush. Bush. Nobody. Why are they acting like she's the be all end all? It's I like Patty no... Smith. Oh, oh, oh. Patty Smith had one hit doing a, a remake of a Springsteen song. Yeah. Awful. All right. The arrhythmics. Not, not good rock. enough. Not good enough. No. No. Not, no. No. It's eighties pop. Yep. Exactly. Next thing you're gonna tell me you're gonna put Culture Club in. Ugh. New York Dolls. Influential. Uh, it's really close uh, with they're, them. They're they're they're. If they got for in, me, I would they're not borderline. I would not be upset if no, they got I in. No, I could see but them as long getting as they don't in. knock out Benatar or the priest, priest. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Dion Warwick. No! She's not she's rock not and roll! Rock and roll! Jesus Christ! She's not soul. Walk on by. No. Come on! No. She's this, easy this listening. Is, this is music my parents listened to while they were drinking scotch and sodas. Exactly. In front of the Victrola. I mean, come <laughs> on! This is no way, shape, or form. Anybody, as much as I can admire her and her voice, She's not Rock and Roll Hall no. of Fame material. No. Oh, you're going to love the next one, oh, kids. I can't wait. Fela Kuti. This is the, this Fela one. Fela We can't even figure out. I, I. Just when we thought Kate Bush was scraping the bottom of the barrel. I think we went under the barrel for this one. Like I said, I think we're talking about reggae. I don't know. The dope smoking hippies type of music? I have no idea. All right. MC5. Again, like the New York Dolls, very influential. Uh, but but not at the expense of Priest or Benatar. I can't see them putting both the New York Dolls and the MC5 in. I would put Dolls in before MC5. It's close. It's close. Boy, yeah, they're both... They're, Reading the books that we have read recently about our bands and who and influenced the them, those two bands pop up a lot. They do. All right. Now we go to first-time nominees. Oh, my God. This guy's such a fucking loser. Back. They'll put him in at some point. He's a fucking again, critical. Again. He's a critic's darling. As long as he doesn't Ugh. knock out one of my bands, Benatar or Priest. I got no. But, but I again, do you know anybody that listens to Beck? No. The only person that I know that listens to Beck is the protege. And that tells you that right, it's my not daughter, rock and roll. 20 years old. I can't st the only song of his I like is Loser. And I can't even stand that one. I never liked it. Otherwise, he's a pretentious 
douchebag. Again, one of those musicians who thinks he's smarter than all the rest of us because yeah. of what he does in the scratching and what he does with the microphone. Yeah, no. no. Bye-bye. Don't yeah. need it. A band that you and I both enjoy, Duran Duran. In. If we could say it, <clears throat> in. Problem is, I bet they get bumped. They would get bumped. So they're, they're because one, those are my three. To me, they're one. As much as I like them, they're borderline the rock 80s pop. They're walk I that line. I thought you'd be more passionate about this. Because the three that I want in are Priest, Benatar, and Duran Duran. Those are the three out of the That's, list that I want in. But I'm more passionate about Duran Duran I than you are. I think you might be on the rock front. To me, as much as I love them, I, I just, in my rock and roll mind, they're right. kind of borderline. Okay. No, I can understand that. But I'm going by the rules that are being put forward right. by the douchebags. And if they are, then I the want... the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, then I want if them Dion in. If Dionne Warwick is eligible, then, then Duran Duran should freaking be in. Yes. All right. Eminem. He'll get in first ballot. Why? Because they don't care about us. They care about being credible. You and I know this is not rock and roll. No. Which really... An angry white rapper... Who we've never liked, never snow. listened to. Where's Vanilla Ice? Oh, no. Oh, because Eminem's street. Eminem's tough. Eminem's a badass. Eminem, you know, he's got that. Yeah. Know, Vanilla okay. Ice is a joke. All right. Whatever happened to Fun Rap? Whatever happened to Tone Loke, Sugar Hill Gang? Why does rap always have to be so angry and militant and nasty? Like Rage Against the Machine, the combination of rap and rock with them. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. All right. Love her music, but she does not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, Dolly Parton. You love her what? You love her what? Her music. Her what? Yes. Chest? What? What? David! God damn it! I... You sexist pig! Her music, you <laughs> degenerate bastard. She does not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall no, of Fame. Sorry. No, she's not. It's like Dionne Warwick. I, I listen. Phenomenal musician and they're artist, not, but they're not. No. No, they're not rock. All right. Lionel Richie. No. No, he's not rock. I heard somebody make a really good point about this today. Put the Commodores in first. Boom! Put the Commodores in first. That's what then I was we can waiting talk about for. Lionel Richie. That's what I was waiting Fucking for. Fucking put Brickhouse in. I want the Commodores in. Lionel Richie is a he solo should artist. He not get should in not before be the Commodores. Agreed entirely. I I want Easy. I want Brickhouse in before any of the shit that Lionel Richie put out. Dancing on the left. ceiling, really. We want the Commodores in first before then Lionel we'll Richie. have a conversation. Yes, exactly. But if you're going to do this, do it right. And God damn it, put the Commodores in before Lionel Richie. Agreed completely. Carly Simon. No! No! 
Why? Because of one Bond theme and one song about Warren Beatty? Yeah, sorry, Carly. No. No, you're like no. a two-hit wonder. No. Do not belong. And finally, A Tribe Called Quest. No! No! Why? Why? I don't know. There's some cult following that wasn't there when they first came. I don't get it. All right, so if you had to pick five. Oh, God. Who are you picking? Uh, do I have to have five? Yes, you have to have five. Uh, I will take... I will go Priest, Benatar. I will agree on both Duran, of those. Duran, Duran. Agreed, three for three. Then I'll go influential with New York Dolls and MC5. Now that's who I would pick. I agree. I could go five for five with you. Now, now who I, do we think are actually would, going? Yes, I would say I will be optimistic with Priest, Benatar. Now. Eminem is going to get in. Yeah. Rage. I don't know if oh, I don't know if this is their year or not. Uh, it's gonna come down to Quest and Beck. Oh God! Oh God! If they put Beck in, oh God! I know Eminem's getting in. I know he's getting in. There's no doubt about that. The sad thing is, he's probably the first one in. Yeah. Out of everybody, Rage, Beck, and Quest are. God, shoot me, kill me, stab me. What? <laughs> <clears throat> if I had to pick between them, if personally, I'll take Rage. <sighs> Who do I think's getting in? I had a bad feeling that Beck's going to get in. I know. Then you'll never hear the end of it from the protege. No, no, she doesn't like him that much. Oh, Just okay. She listens to him doesn't mean she she's into Radiohead. There's another one. Oh, for the love There's of God. There's another one. Where did she go off the rails and why? Yeah. Well, the good thing is this week she told me she's listening to The Replacements. And she's starting to get into The Replacements. So I said, you keep going okay. with that. You keep going down that path, kiddo. Stay away from Radiohead. Start listening to The Replacements. There you go. I like it's that. Paul Westerberg replacements. Yes, yeah. that is fine with me. Yes. All right. So there you go. There's our yearly rant. Of course, we will have another one once they announce <clears throat> the finalists. The people that actually are getting in. Ugh. I've got to run some music news past you and <clears throat> the Conquistador. The one thing to wrap up the Rock Hall of Fame that pissed me off beyond belief. You didn't catch it. Band that's been in there the last couple years didn't make the cut this year. Would have been a perfect year for them to get in. Iron Maiden. Oh, God. Didn't even make the final cut. Because God forbid we would have both Judas Priest and, and Iron, Iron Maiden, Maiden in the same year. Two that make freaking belong. Just oh, try God. to make the cut to maybe get in. Ridiculous. Garbage. Garbage. All right. Billy Idol is out 
for the the entirety of the journey tour coming up this summer. So Toto has jumped in. They were supposed Ugh. to be opening the second half of the tour. They will open up yeah. the entire tour now. Thoughts and prayers to Billy Idol and his health, whatever he's dealing with. Yep. Fucking COVID. We have to take a rock and roll road trip. We're going out to California. Damn those fucking hippie bastards. I am not going to yes, goddamn you are, California. Because we're going to the 50th anniversary of the opening of the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Oh, now remember, the Rainbow. David Lee Roth did a song in tribute to Eddie Van Halen about that last yeah. year. Somewhere over the Rainbow Bar and Grill. That is one of the premier hangouts for the 80s rock and roll. The Rainbow and the Whiskey. Yep. They have a statue of Lemmy because Lemmy insisted that he get an apartment nearby so he could walk there every day and hang out there. Their 50th anniversary taking place April the 24th, 2022, hosted by Eddie Trunk. <laughs> Free concert from 1 till 10. Two drink minimum, of course. Of course. <laughs> we'll feature... Steel Panther <laughs> and Steven Piercy. Nice. There you go. I'm still not shelling out that kind of money. It would be nice, though, if we were rich. Oh, oh if we were rich, drop that's a, a no-brainer. could drop things in a second at the drop of a hat and go out there. Oh, my God. That would be so much so fun. So I said, if I ever hit the mega lottery, I would be the professional fan. And just... When you get a chance, kids, look up a picture. It it looks like the coolest place in the world. It just looks awesome. It's the dive bar to beat all dive bars. Yep. Now, we've got to talk about tours. The Conquistador and I and Mrs. C are going to see Sammy Hagar. Yep. Lock. With George Thurgood. Now we're also going to see <laughs> Tom Kiefer with LA Guns and Faster Pussycat. So our summer itinerary is wrapping it, up. It's pretty, shaping up. Looking pretty good. Now, Steve Vai, we recently reviewed Little Pretty. Right. He has postponed his tour from January all the way back to September. True. Get this, because he had an injury due to his pizza oven. Oh, he's that had, means he, he burned a finger or no, two. No, he, he's no, he's had a lot of issues with his shoulder. Ah. Um, he had surgery on it. He was pulling a pizza out of the oven, and it got stuck, and he yanked, tore tendons in his oh, shoulder. Oh, jeez. So wow. He had to postpone his tour. You know, that's almost as bad as Sammy Sosa sneezing and throwing his back out. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for Steve Vai. Oh, you know. God, that sucks. Yep. Of course, Dave and I disagreed last week on this whole Neil Young Spotify thing. So now he's got all his hippy-dippy friends following with him, taking their music off Spotify Joni Mitchell. Who cares? Nils Lofgren. Eh. Indiari. 
Eh. Graham Nash and CSN. But now, is it really that great a loss to Spotify? I don't think it is. But now the estimates in terms of losses, they're saying that if this ends up snowballing, if this is it, okay. But if if we see more and more artists start jumping on the bandwagon, Spotify could lose $2 billion in terms of market value. Yeah, but if it's all the hippy-dippies, does it really matter? I agree with you. Neil Young is going to end up losing 750000 a year on this. <clears throat> and, of course, Amazon Music had to jump in and say, Oh, we still got Neil Young. We've st- Come <laughs> over to us. We've st- yeah, you have to pay for Amazon Music Unlimited, kids. Exactly. Watch the fine print. Yep. And Sirius XM, of course, immediately had to put up, oh, we've put our Neil Young exclusive channel back on for a week. For a week. For a week. Stop being lemmings, kids. Kid Rock, on the other hand, we talked about his tour, and we're not happy with the prices. But at least he is saying... I am not going to play any city or any state that forces people to wear masks or get vaccinated. There you go. And Joe Rogan now has people backing him up finally. Troy Aikman, Kevin James, Dwayne The Rock Johnson are all coming out with me, the maestro, saying this is censorship, it's egregious, it's heinous, it's wrong. Neil Young can fuck a duck, get out of my sight, take Cinnamon Girl with you, take Rockin' in the Free World with you as much as I like those two songs, kiss my ass. Because we're Americans and we have the right to choose what we listen to. You don't have the right to tell us what to listen to. I don't care if Joe Rogan is saying, Go ahead and ingest Drano. You should go, that doesn't sound right. I am going to learn more about ingesting Drano. Not, oh, I'm going to do whatever Joe Rogan says. And Neil Young, by the way, this week, it came out. Him and Joni Mitchell, these paragons (laughs) of hippie culture in the height of the AIDS epidemic, Neil Young was using the F word left and right, talking about, I don't want to go into a convenience store and buy something if there's an effing behind the counter, and I'm not having him touch my money. Uh, And Joni Mitchell has been in blackface before at Halloween parties. Joni Mitchell has the audacity to say in countless interviews, she feels like she's a black man at heart. Yeah, okay. There so, you go, are kids. you kids really going to side with these morons? No. It's hard and all right, if if anybody is dumb enough to listen to Joe Rogan and those idiots that he has on and follow their advice, Darwin Award winner, Survival of the Fittest. And again, I said this last week, 
I'm not saying Joe Rogan's right. No, I'm just but saying he, he has he the, has right, the to, right to his platform. As stupid as whatever he says might be, he has the right to say it because God forbid they pull us off the air. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, that's it for the music segment. Coming up next. What you have all been waiting for for months and months, as we have as well. No Time to Die review. Daniel Craig's swan song. This is going to be fun. I will be intrigued. I will be interested to see what the conquistador says about this, because he and I have been lifelong, diehard, (sighs) Bond fans. Yes. This, th- this will be an intriguing discussion from both of us, I believe. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bond, James Bond. In the fortress of solitary justice, two brave men hold the fate of the sports world in their hands. With the utterance of a single word, FRENZY! These seemingly ordinary men become the maestro and the conquistador, destined to save the world from stupidity on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and all noble podcast hosts everywhere. Dave and Kev stand for truth, justice, and the frenzy way. Hey kids, it's the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. Along with the maestro Kevin Crane. And we're here to keep you warm through this frigid, cold upcoming weekend. Here we are, taping on February 20 or February 3rd, 2022. This will hit the fifth Saturday morning. The movie segment you've all been waiting for. Our review of No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's swan song Bond film. We will try to do our best, even though it's been out for months and months, we will still try to be a little subtle in terms of not giving up major, major plot points. But at some point in time, you know, you got to bite the bullet and realize if you haven't, it took us forever to finally get a hold of copies to watch yeah so spoiler alert you might want to fast forward to our final because (laughs) there are going to be plot things that we have to discuss right right because dave and i as i mentioned in the last segment are diehard bond fans so we've been looking forward to this for a long time and there are just some things we have to discuss yeah and it would be unfair if you weren't in on these discussions yeah it it Yeah, sorry, kids. It, it's imperative to our review for some of this stuff to reveal. And Dave's being nice. He told you, skip to the last segment if you don't want to hear spoilers. Yeah. <sighs> no Time to Die, directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, whose only really claim to fame is he directed most of the first season of True Detective, which I loved. But... I could kind of tell by the pacing of this and the way it was put together that this was not a seasoned veteran like Sam Mendes, right? Who had done a lot of the previous Daniel Craig Bond movies. Yeah, 
the pacing wasn't there and there were there were issues i had with the story arc i watched this twice and i i'm not going to say i watched it twice because i loved it but i felt like i owed it like maybe you missed something I needed to process it twice. Yes. Yeah, because the long-term revenge underlying in this, I had kind of an issue with. You well, know. a lot of the things that you and I had heard about over the last couple of years that were rumored to be in this movie weren't really necessarily there. Yeah, they were. Well, they were, yeah, they were. but it wasn't as overt no, it wasn't overt, but they were all still pretty much there. Yeah. And they were horribly done, horribly executed. Poorly, poorly done. Um, and the main villain didn't end up, he didn't end up having anything to do. We were thinking, are they going to bring in Goldfinger? Are they going to bring in one of the villains, great villains from the past? We've already got Blofeld in there. Yeah, no. But but no, it's just a it's random, some Rami Malik. Rami Malik plays Safin. Safin. Lucifer Safin. And he wants, he's got really no connection to the Bond mythology at all. None whatsoever. This is a revenge flick for him getting even with Blofeld for Blofeld and, killing yeah, his family. Blofeld and Olo Spectre. Yeah. Right. And I'm sorry, but the opening sequence with Blofeld's wife and daughter that he comes a calling. And what the hell winds up being the relationship between Safin and Madeline? Well, it's not Blofeld's wife and daughter. Or whoever it was. Mr. White. Mr. White, yeah. Yeah, who was so, an assassin for, for Spectre. Spectre. But right. still, what the hell is the whole relationship there between them? Made absolutely no freaking sense. Yeah, the problem is Bond gets pulled into this whole mess through no fault of his own, other than Blofeld has a, a vendetta for him. It's it. I I was into the movie for the first half an hour. I thought the opening sequence was really good. Oh, I love the opening sequence, and, and we then got it the went old off. tricks. We got the Aston Martin with the the bombs. Oh my God! And the guns, the bombs, the guns, the bulletproof. Yeah. It's, it's, and we're thinking this is going to be an old school Bond movie. And then it went off the rails. And then it, it seems like somebody took Daniel Craig as James Bond and said, we're going to cut your balls off now. Yeah, pretty much. There that are was... so many down periods in this movie, and they try to make it almost like a Bond Harlequin romance yeah. at times. I love seeing Felix come back in. But not the way it was done. Yeah. Felix Leiter is always the guy that is an impetus for Bond going on a rager. Yes. If you go back to Timothy Dalton uh -huh. and License to Kill, yep. you'll know what we're talking about. Anytime you fuck with Felix in you a bad way, Bond. Bond gets really mad. Because yeah. as he says in this, I lost my brother. His name was Felix Leiter. Yeah. So you got that going. And uh, I don't know. I do love Christoph Waltz as, as Blofeld. Oh, he's brilliant as Blofeld. But my problem is the whole fucking eye. 
Are you telling me MI6 is that fucking stupid that they didn't catch that? Yeah, not only he's got one and his little his, crony's got one. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. I said, there are issues I had with this film. Well, that makes me and feel better script. because I felt like when I told you that I was going to rewatch it, because I'd already watched it once before you got a hold of it, yeah, and I told you I was going to rewatch it, I felt like I was almost saying, by by telling you I was rewatching it, I liked but it. I never know with you. Yeah. So I didn't take that one way or and the I, other. I was not, like you said, I was trying to process, number one, the end of the Daniel Craig era and some of the plot points. I wanted to watch it again to see if I'd missed something or maybe it would give me a little more gravitas or a little bit of emotion. I was expecting to really, at the end of this, get all emotional. And it was like nothing. 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 I was like, this is not it's... how I'm supposed to feel with Daniel Craig, the second best Bond ever, calling it his swan song. Right. I know. I I know it was huh. It was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Yep. It was. It was a it cop was. out. Yep. It was a major cop out. I think that's a good way to put it. It's a cop out. It's a cop out completely and, and i'll tell you this we get the you go through the credits and you get the traditional message at the end Bond i'm gonna return. tell the broccoli family don't make promises you can't keep because how are you going to pull this off now that's how are you what going I to pull to this know. off now you didn't say 007 will return no you said, you said james bond, bond will, will return, return. I will be very interested to see how this comes to pass. So that's why I'm saying, going back to earlier, talking about our fears for this movie for the last couple of years and what we'd heard, this is what I was worried about. Yeah, but I did. And it did happen. They gave 007 the number. To a different agent because they who assume, has no personality. Oh my god, she was no abysmal. This, I like Paloma. I Paloma like, had I, some freaking class, and, and had Andy Arbus was so much cooler. That was the best part of the movie when her was and Bond. Cuba? Yeah, Paloma and Bond going through Cuba, taking on all the <laughs> and she's downing martinis. <laughs> I've been on training for three three weeks. weeks. <laughs> three weeks. Uh, my God, Paloma was great. Nami was a fucking stick oh my god she was a damn robot there was no personality out of her and this again is all. what i'm saying this is what i feared was but, that they were gonna do this and they were gonna play this game with 007 I, not 007 007 not 007 and she's awful she is awful she had no business being in this movie I, None I, whatsoever. I love, I'll tell you what. I love the surrounding cast from the past movies. I love Money Penny. Oh, I love yeah. Q. I love M. I love Ray Fiennes as M. Is awesome. Mallory. Mallory. <laughs> Mallory. A couple times. Mallory. Said, Mallory. <laughs> what are you doing, Mallory? It's like when your your mom would call you out by your middle name, <laughs> Mallory. And only Kevin Gerald Crane. What are you doing? And Bond, he's not an agent with them anymore. He's allowed. But yeah, 
Ray Fiennes did a great job. Fiennes is in. always awesome, though. Yeah, and, and Q's great. Um, Money Penny. Money great. Penny was but brilliant, again, but this Nami was just ugh. yeah, terrible, terrible, god awful, horrible. And I'm Madeline sorry. had more charisma, and I didn't even like her that much. Neither did I. You know, as long as she didn't smile. The minute she smiled, she it's had like, the David Letterman teeth. Ugh. I was like, ugh. all I could think of is, is where we're getting stupid human tricks. Exactly. <laughs> now she's oh. And then at the beginning, you again have these conflicting things because, okay, he loves Madeline, but Vesper, but he, Vesper he's, he's still, still torn pines. with Vesper, still pines for Vesper, and that's what starts the whole thing off and gets him into trouble. Yeah. Ugh. And how you did know, you not see when he first hooks up with Felix Leiter and brings in this Ash guy. You knew right from the beginning that he was trouble. Yeah. But my he God. smiles too much. Oh, my God. He smiles too much. Because he's an evil double agent. Jesus Christ. Anybody, Anybody with that. a brain could see that. You're killing me, Felix. Yeah, that's the thing. Is Who's dumber, Bond or Felix? Getting sucked Both in. Both of this. them getting sucked in. I guess Bond at least trusts Felix, so Felix is the one, in the end, that's really the dumbass. Right. So many things to talk about with this movie. I mean, that's why I wanted to devote almost this entire segment to this. And again, Rami Malek, I love him as an actor. I really do. But but this was one of the worst Bond villains of all time. Actually, can't dispute that. Can't dispute that. It was so generic. He that's perfectly, perfectly said. He is generic. There is no menace to him whatsoever. No. Ooh, he, he talks doesn't... quiet and slow. Yes. That's all he has going for him, along with the stupid mask. Yeah, the kabuki mask. What the hell is that all about? Oh. Mm. And of course, we find other things out about James Bond. And Madeline, blah, blah, blah. I just, I was so disappointed in this. Is is there a way to do two ratings for this one? I know. I was, I'm like you. I really was torn on this because for as a Bond fan, I would give it one rating. As a just a, a movie in general, I'd give it another. Yeah, I, I'm, I would do it on two. One the overall freaking story and another just on the action sequencing. But the action, there weren't that many actions. There weren't enough. That's what killed the movie for me. It started off so well. And once you got through Cuba. And I saw a review where somebody said, Oh, a typical bond with all the gadgets. What fucking gadget? There was one fucking gadget. Outside, outside of, of the, the car. Aston Martin. Outside of the Aston Martin. You had a gadget. fucking watch. Yeah, that was it. The EM watch. The AMP watch. That's all you had. There were no fucking tricks. There were no fucking gadgets. No. It was an emotional Harlequin romance starring James Bond for the most part. Yeah. Ugh. There were a lot of car wrecks. Okay? They did a great job wrecking cars. I'll give them that. Yeah. 
and, and and lots of bullets fired. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's why I wanted to bring up the first thing was the director. Because I think it was... the problem is you hand the final Daniel Craig James Bond performance. You give Ferrari keys to a 16-year-old first-time driver. You let Sam Mendes build all this up through Skyfall, which I was not a huge fan of, through Spectre, which I did like. And then you go, okay. And you cop out with this. This namby-pamby. This was disappointing on so many freaking levels. I will give it two and a half. Overall? Overall. My my rating is two and a half frenzies because I know I am too passionate and too involved in this. I'm trying to be diplomatic. As, As a Bond movie, I'm giving it two. It is, as, one, it is one as, of the worst Bond as, movies. It is one of the worst Bond it movies. It is, by far. As it's not a as movie, bad as, the... un, as a movie, as outside of being a Bond, as a movie, I might go two and a half. So I think it's not maybe as bad. two and a half overall is what I would have to be. It's not as bad as the latter <clears throat> Roger Moore stuff, which everybody ridicules. The octopusy. Oh, God. Or never say never. But you know what I missed? And I never thought I would say this. I really missed watching this. I was like, God, I almost missed the Pierce Brosnan ones. Just the lighthearted, goofy, fun. I just want a little bit more. Because these Daniel Craig movies have been so serious and so dark. Yeah, and you need no a let up, and you no need humor. a little levity and humor. It's there was. It's not even close. No, the Sean Connery movies had the perfect balance. They were. They were a good balance of the gadgets, the fun, the wit. Yeah, but they were violent. They had a little darkness to them. Roger Moore's the first half. Hit, first half had a decent and balance, die. and then they went to shit. Right. <sighs> Timothy Dalton first one sucked. Second one was awesome because it went dark. Yep, and then I never liked any of the Brosnans. I just didn't. They were too much of a joke. No, I never Parking loved of, any of them. But they were they were too much the campy Roger Moore's. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, but I just, I, uh, I honestly don't know where they're gonna take it from here. But I'm glad they ended this because. I can't. I could not take any more of this deep, dark, depressed James Bond. Yeah, it, it just went south it, for it, me. It it and it, it, it it rambled on too long. Daniel Craig will still be my second favorite James Bond of all time after yeah. Sean Connery. But but and a lot of this is not criticisms of him. No, He's it's the awesome. writing. It's the writing. It's what they put him through. The hoops. Stupid hoops yeah. that they put him through. The emotional roller coasters. Yeah. And you've put you've put forth a lot of criticisms. Generic villain in this one. You know. And I said I think it's too namby pamby romancy at times, too slow at times, not enough yeah. action. Where are our fun gadgets? Yep. This Yeah, basically Q is relegated to looking at video screens. Yeah, Q is re- relegated to being a 
looking up information and running the show via video screen. That's not yeah. what he does. Right. And hell, you could say that about M too. M sitting there yeah. looking at video screens all the time with a, a scotch in his hand. Yeah. Acting like, you know, he, he's about ready to kill himself because of the mess he's made. Yeah. For Heracles. Yeah. Now, that was the one thing I did like about the movie that ended up being more timely. The weaponized. Well, because if you think about when the movie was made, it was made before COVID. It was kind of that part of it was kind of yeah, heralding the, the world we live in now. Yeah. The whole I li- I like the weaponized nanobots targeting people by DNA. And that's another reason why I had to watch it twice. Is because I had to make sure I understood the chain of who touched who, who was infected with whose DNA. So I had that's another reason I had to watch it a second time. Yeah. Was to make sure that they didn't screw something up there because the first time I'm watching it, I'm taking it all in like second time. I've got to watch it and I'm watching, but then now okay. Right. Yeah. Because Heracles is all dependent on who touches it and whose DNA is encoded in that particular strain of Heracles. Right. Because you can be infected and it won't mess with you because your DNA isn't there. But if you get a strain with the DNA that it will impact, who if you touch that person, then you've just killed them. Okay. We've talked about the main villain, Rami Malek. The stupid Dup- doofus scientist. Oh my God, what the fuck was his deal? He was even worse. Oh my God. That- and this guy's the linchpin in the whole story. And he's a dipshit he's like somebody out of money python yeah hey i i I, yakov smirnoff there you go yeah that's who it was basically yeah he's a caricature of a russian scientist yeah a a goofy comedic caricature of a russian (sighs) scientist and this guy supposedly holds the fate of the world in his hands that was pathetic yeah i will again be a little more generous than you i'll go two and a half but I, I'm, I'm happy that you agree with me on most of these points, because yeah. I was worried that you were going to come in here, guns blazing, going, "Oh my God, I love this." No, I did not love it at all. No, no, it's very disappointing. I wanted to like it, and as I'm watching, I'm like, I got issues with this. And the more I thought about, it, it's like, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, 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 they fucked it up. Yep. All right. Sorry to give you the bad news on Bond, kids. Of course, you know, everybody's praising it and giving it award nominations. No, it doesn't deserve True Bond it. fans, I don't think. No. And I have seen Daniel some Craig, reviews. again, still solid as Bond. And outside of him, I think the other best character is Paloma. Yep. Yep. And, and that almost seemed random. They just seemed like, okay, let's throw Anna DeArmas in there for yeah. 20 minutes. You know, with her boobs hanging out, and she's pretty. But she was awesome. She was, she was phenomenal awesome. in those action sequences. And I, when they were, you know, hope to meet you again sometime. Bond with the very casual the handshake. handshake. You know, yeah, come back, come back real soon. <laughs> Y'all take care now. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. yeah, maybe I'll be sleeping with Ben Affleck. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of Ben Affleck, it is time for my review of The Tender Bar. Yay! Yep. Took me a couple weeks, but I finally did get to it, get through it. Um, of course, again, when I got a hold of Bond, that kind of threw things for a, a loop on my schedule. So I had to watch Bond before I finished up the tender bar. But I did finish the tender bar. Um, I will say this. I am a Ben Affleck fan. I am one of the few out there, the few the proud, <laughs> that don't think the guy is a douchebag. I think he's a lucky man. I think he's a <laughs> damn lucky he's, man. Yeah. He's <laughs> falling ass backwards at, into a lot of... the armas. <laughs> <laughs> Casual fling. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And of course, how can you not love him as Uncle Charlie? Right? That is the guy you want in your life. That You need that guy in your life. Yeah, father or not, if you got a great father, or you, you in this Uncle case, Charlie. your dad's a douchebag, right? Yeah, and I thought that was a little overwrought. Um, I mean, they made him so despicable. The, the yeah. father was such a such a jackass that it was it was almost too much. I mean, but I could, I based on the believe, memoir, maybe he would. There are yeah. assholes like that out there. I know. But Ben Affleck as Uncle Charlie was fantastic. And the whole crew in the bar. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the thing. When you find a place like that, when you find people like that, there's nothing better. Yeah. Dave and I can attest to it. Yes. We used to have our place. They took, us, took it away from us, and we've been bitter ever since. Exactly. But uh, now beyond that, I had problems with the movie. I, I did not like Ty Sheridan as the grown up kid. No, he uh, was he had no that. charisma, you know. And 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 like Uncle Charlie's trying to tell him, why do you keep chasing after this girl? She dumped you nine times. All she's Move doing on. is using you. Yep. And I did have to look this up because I I got a little bit flustered with the fact that Lily Rab, who plays his mom, I was like. They look like they're almost identical in age. How is she his mother? <clears throat> I had to look this up. Ty Sheridan's 25. Lily Rab is 39. So it's still a little creepy. It's but a little close. creepy, but close. close. But I, I, again, I can't stand Lily Rab. Um, yeah, she got a nice rack. But other than that, but, uh, yeah. She's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Christopher Lloyd plays Christopher Lloyd, which take it for what you will. Yeah. Um, at times endearing, at times just stupid. Yeah. There, <laughs> um, there were a couple moments where, yeah, it's good that he was there, but for the most part, not yeah. needed. Yeah. So Ben Affleck was the saving grace of this movie to me. If it wasn't for him, I think this would have been a train wreck. Um, but with Ben Affleck playing Uncle Charlie, playing that role. I, I get, like the kid. The, young the younger kid, version. The younger yeah. version. That Yeah. He was good. I can only give it two frenzies, though. I really can only give it two. Um, and I'm a sucker. I am a diehard sucker <laughs> for a, a great coming of age movie. Those are my one of my favorite genre of movies. 
is watch Stand By Me, yeah. one of those type of movies. But Ty Sheridan just kind of killed it. I didn't like him at all. I really didn't like him at all. I just didn't. His, his, college, no friends, charisma. his college friends had more character. And I didn't even like them. No, they were no. kind of, eh. Yeah. So I can only give it two. Didn't hate it. There you go. Again, been big Ben Affleck shout out, but other than that. There you go. All right. Movie news here, a wrap up. Second segment here. I have still got to watch Fast and Furious 9. I made a big deal about a couple years ago about ripping through all the Fast and Furious movies, and now I've stalled out. I haven't watched FF9 yet, but Jason Momoa will be the villain in Fast and Furious 10. <sighs> a lot of people are joking about, oh, so we're going to have underwater cars now. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, we went to space. Why not go undersea? <laughs> Are we going to get the James Bond Lotus? <laughs> Sony is still pushing forward. Good for them. Saying we're just going to keep building on the Spider-Man mythology because we don't have to share it with Disney. Thank God. So now they're going deep into the Spider-Man mythology. Madame Webb. Is Ooh. the next movie coming? Dakota Johnson is in final negotiations to play Madame Webb. Intriguing. But I'm with you. They got Craven the Hunter coming out. They got Morbius coming out. Just do it. Just bit like they did with Batman. Build on the villains. Build you know, on the whole mythology. Nick, my youngest, is so dying to have a Spider-Man Craven the Hunter. Square off. He well, thought this last one would have been perfect to have Craven the Hunter coming after him. And I've always said there are so many great, like Batman, so many great Spider-Man villains that this is smart on Sony's part because they've got the Scorpion, the uh, Shocker. They have so many cool villains Rhino. out there. Rhino, they could still, they never got that right. No. Finally, Scream, the reboot, did so well, they are going to do a sequel. Why not? But Make the money. Yeah. Although, we're also gearing up for Uncharted, the movie with... Now, is, is Tom Holland Nathan Drake? Or yes, is... Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake. So, who is Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg is Victor Sullivan, his buddy okay. and cohort. Okay, I I have mixed feelings about this movie, so I uh, it's not something I'm dying to see. The boys and I have played the all four of the games. It looks intriguing enough. We're going to see it. All right, there you have it. So we'll have a review of Uncharted coming up here very soon. Yep. For right now, third segment coming up: TV and streaming. We have a review of. The last Jack Reacher book and looking forward to tomorrow, <laughs> the debut of Reacher, Reacher on Amazon Prime. We will talk more about that. Stay tuned. Now that we've let you into Frenzy Club, here are three rules. One, you don't talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0. You listen to it on Spotify. Anchor, Google, 
Apple, and all other major podcast hosts. Two. Two guys to a show. Kevin, Dave, the maestro, and the conquistador. Three. One sports frenzy episode at a time. Until Saturday, when you get the weekend edition. Now get in there and let loose on some PC wuss bags, will ya? What is up? Welcome to the last, final segment for this week on the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. We have spent a lot of energy on Bond. We have spent a lot of energy on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we are still here for you to get you through your weekend. we still got TV and streaming to talk about. We've got books to talk about. First and foremost, we have to look back, as we do every week, at the latest episode of Peacemaker. Monkey Dory. (laughs) God, you know... Team bonding. Team bonding over Hanoi Rocks. (laughs) I love the musical references and the soundtrack to this show. It was nice to see Harcourt smiling. (laughs) Yeah, actually enjoying herself. Yes. And of course, now, sixth episode hit today. We're going to find out what is going on with the butterflies. And now we've got an infiltrator who is going to hopefully explain what what the hell he's God's doing. <laughs> green earth is going on here. Yep. Uh. But still, as always, awesome. Have not been disappointed yet by Peacemaker. No. You know, for having so many concerns and not wanting to watch because it. The, the character had no depth <clears throat> in Suicide Squad. None whatsoever. None. And really didn't have a lot of depth in the first episode it was a surrounding cast but peacemaker is getting there as a character starting to like him a little bit more still not as much as vigilante <laughs> no i love vigilante too i love vigilante <laughs> but uh yeah no it's i have not i have not been disappointed i have been pleasantly surprised throughout and it does not let you down and of course, I'm shocked and dismayed that I thought Dave and I were going to be reviewing Resident Alien, but he is still catching up. Still catching up. My my one. kids have let me down trying to get caught up from season one. We were waiting for them. They have bailed on us. And so now Mrs. C and I are trying to play catch up here. So, so. maybe next week we can do the first two. Yep. I will just say this. <clears throat> Lenny Briscoe from Law and Order. That's all I'm going to say. Dong, <laughs> <laughs> dong. Dong, dong. Uh, shocking to no one because it's a ratings bonanza, but Yellowstone has been approved, renewed <clears throat> on Paramount Network for a fifth season. Duh. Like you didn't see that coming a mile yeah. away. You've still got to catch up on that. Yep, we'll get there eventually. It looks like the CW will renew the Flash for a ninth Why? season, but I'm thinking this could be the last one. It would have to be. Are you going to bother with it? Oh, I stopped. I stopped watching it. No, 
no, I, I could not put up the PC crap anymore. The CW's PC crap drives me nuts. Nuts. Can't stand it. I will watch, if they do go if forward with the Winchesters, I will watch that. If they keep it in the same vein that Supernatural was. Right. Right. They can't PC the shit out of it. Speaking of the CW, kind of a tie-in, the villains for Titans Season 4 have been announced. Oh, do tell. And there is a tie-in with Arrow Season 2. Brother Blood will be one <laughs> of the villains in Titan Season 4. Along Hold with, on, let me write that down. <laughs> you got to pass that along I got to the pass boys. that info. Well, there are two other ones. Brother Blood, Mother Mayhem, and Jinx are the three villains that will be driving Dick, Grace, Dick Grayson crazy in Season 4 of Titans. Brother Blood, Jinx, and Mother Mayhem? Yep. Nice. Season four cannot come too soon, as that is one of my favorite. Oh, if not my favorite, brilliant. Now, on the the downside, you've got Paramount Plus again proving to to us that we know Hollywood has no creativity anymore. Paramount Plus is we're going to start working on an update on Flashdance and an update on Urban Cowboy. Why? Because they don't have any oh new ideas. They're creatively bankrupt. And they're picking two god-awful movies. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Ugh. Now, I told you this week, I finally, please forgive me, podcast audience, I know I'm way behind on this, but I finally started watching the boys and not just looking down on my lap. I'm talking about <laughs> actually watching the show called The Boys on Amazon Prime. And I'm so close to getting my two to watch with me. Because we got season three coming up here in the spring. Now, here's the other thing. Starting March the 4th, dropping all episodes, an animated offshoot in the boys universe called the boys diabolical intriguing so kind of like i don't know you probably don't remember back you weren't a matrix guy like i was yeah not a fan the animatrix was kind of a cool animated offshoot of the matrix universe see now i i i more had more appreciation for the animaniacs Oh, God. God. (laughs) Of course you did, Dave. Of course you did. All right. I need to wrap up Discovery Plus. Season one of Alaskan Killer Bigfoot, which was this tribe of folks in Alaska wanting to go back to where their ancestors had been driven out of in Portlock, Alaska. Bigfoot was supposedly killing hunters 
and anybody who walked into the woods, their mangled bodies would be found all over the place, if found at all. Well, 70 years have passed, and this group from the new village has gone in to see, can we reestablish ourselves there? And through eight episodes, trying to figure out what's going on, they thought maybe they came to terms. Not really. It was okay, intriguing, kind of generic setup. Fucking ghost mine. Look it up. Stage reality shit. I don't know. I'll give Alaskan Killer Bigfoot two for being mildly entertaining. It kind of had that feel here and there in some parts, but others not. I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. Uh, the other one, two seasons of the Alaskan Triangle. Kind of a... What's going on? Why do people go missing? Season one was decent. Season two completely sucked and went off the rails. It's... It's a stretch to try and blame all this stuff on the Alaskan Triangle. Season one, like I said, is entertaining. Avoid season two. I will not be going back if they do a season three. Wow. Disappointing on both fronts. It was. I had high hopes for these and came away wanting. Well, what you need to do, Dave, is you need to start watching WWE because (laughs) it's time for my recap of the Royal Rumble from last Saturday. Dave loves it when I talk about wrestling. Wrestling. I I had a good time watching this. Four hours. Four hours. Oh, my God. And again, because now it's on Peacock, it doesn't cost that much. So five bucks a month. I'm all in. Elimination Chamber coming up in three weeks. Ronda Rousey makes her return after almost three years. Good Lord. Comes in, kicks the crap out of all the women, wins the Royal Rumble. So she gets a shot at her champion of her choosing. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, who will it be? Hmm, if you're going to be the best, you got to beat the best. Woo! Yes, Charlotte. The, the thing is, Charlotte looks like her dad. So that kind of... That's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's still not terrible looking, but... You can tell she's a flair. Yeah. And then Becky Lynch is basically sleeping, married to Seth Rollins. So... D- yeah. Kind of off limits. Well, Ronda Rousey, I forgot. She's kind of stacked. Yeah, yeah, more so than you would think. Then, of course, on the men's side, they manipulated things. As they no! Wrestling, I know. Where Brock Lesnar lost his title to Bobby Lashley, <laughs> but then shows up at the end in the men's Royal Rumble and wins the, the title shot. Yeah. So... Lesnar will now get a shot at either Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley. Everybody's anticipating this is going to be the big 
massive showdown we've been waiting for for years. Roman Reigns, uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar, knocked down drag out at WrestleMania. So There you go. It was fun. I had a good time watching it. I'm happy for you. No, you're not. You, you've <laughs> lost your innocence. You've lost, you have lost what you remember when you were a child watching The Ultimate Warrior and Brett the Hitman Hart and Rowdy Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. The fun you had fun watching them. With Mean Gene caught in the middle of everything. God rest his soul. Now it's, yeah, now it's Tony Schiavone on AEW who's the one that's doing all that. Yeah. I have to bring this up, even though this is technically not really. It's TV. Ish. Yes. But happy to see CNN still going down in flames. <laughs> as their president, Jeff Zucker, has to resign. I did not disclose that I was having inappropriate relations with one of my, my closest, closest confidants. This coming after the whole mess with Chris Cuomo. Uh, and of course, we saw this years ago with Fox News, and they made the movie bombshell out of it. This is just what I want you people to take out of this: the fact that you can't trust the media. Goddamn Ted Turner to hell for starting the twenty-four hour news cycle, the abomination that has destroyed America. I really want to make T-shirts with Dave's face on them. <laughs> Say, damn, Ted Turner to hell. <laughs> He's the prick that's responsible for every made-up news story. There you go. And that's what they've done. How long did they talk about, what was it, 10 years ago? Talking about a recession, talking about a recession. There was no recession until they created it. Yep. Manipulated and manufactured it. We will never, ever, ever come together until we stop listening to all of these idiots. Fox, they do CNN. not report news. All you get are their fucking stupid ass opinions that don't mean shit. And it's not just them. It's Deadline.com. It's all these websites. People thinking that celebrities matter. Their opinions about politics. They don't! They let Leonardo DiCaprio know shit about shit. Okay, get over it. He knows nothing. He tells you he cares about the climate when he's flying in private planes and taking private yachts all across the globe. They don't care about you or me or anybody except themselves. Get over it. You know what we need, Dave. You know who we need to send to CNN to kick some ass? Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher! Tomorrow! Finally! Finally! Amazon Prime, the debut of Reacher. Oh, so excited for this. Based on the first novel, Killing Floor. Oh, cannot wait. Yep. Our buddy from Titans yep. is starring as Reacher. He is physically perfect as opposed to Tom Cruise. Joke. Um, the movies were good. I don't give a shit. I'm not good. suspending my disbelief. But we've got Hawk from the Titans starring as Jack Reacher. Yep. Hopefully the, more than the just cop one from episode Blood tomorrow. Drive. Yes. One of the most underappreciated, underrated 
sci-fi series ever. Oh, so good. Blood Drive is awesome. And of course, the woman who starred with him is in Animal Kingdom. Yes. Which, yes, she is. Yes. In all her glory. Yes. She's it's pretty. It's an unbelievable. If you've never seen Blood Drive, I think you might be able to still watch it on sci-fi online. Yeah. It's it's worth checking out, kids. It's awesome. Every episode was a a play on a horror or sci-fi genre. Yep. It's a race across the country. It's like a Mad Max death race yeah. hybrid. Yeah. It's a car race across the country in cars powered by blood. <laughs> Hence blood drive. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's gory. It's, it's campy. Yep. It's great. But cannot wait till next week. Well, we we will give you our review of at least the first episode. Yeah. Depending on how many drop first. tomorrow on Amazon. And how many we can get through. Oh, I'll get through all of them. <laughs> I'll get through all of them. Trust me. I've been looking forward to this for a long, long time. And the thing is that I don't know if we've talked about this. The scene they show in the trailer where he's sitting there eating and the cops break in. Oh, the, the, the opening of the book. But that that makes me look back at the second Tom Cruise Reacher movie. That's how that starts. Where they break in, he's sitting there eating in a diner. Yeah. And they, they want to arrest him. So I'm wondering now, looking back at that, if that was an homage to but the first book. Could have been. Even though it was uh, based on a later book. Yeah. Never never look back, never go back. Yeah. Um, but again, why do I? You're not going to watch. I'm never going to watch them. I know you're not going so to. So what do I give a shit? <laughs> You're such a bitter man. Yes, yes, I am. I've this got is my not principles. like Will Smith playing James West. No, it's worse. No, it is not. That was the worst. That was the worst ever. James West is not Will Smith. James West is Robert Conrad. Knock these batteries off my shoulder, bitch. Yeah, and Jack Reacher is not fucking Tom Cruise. I agree. Same not, no, 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 no. The only way yeah, we can resolve yeah, this, the only way we resolve this is to review the latest Jack Reacher novel. There we go. Better off dead. Lee, Lee and Andrew Child. Of course, this came out late last year. Dave's mad because he's read 10 books since then. <laughs> I had to go back for a synopsis of it. What well, one of the better villains in the uh the Reacher series and Don. Dondker? Dendonker. Dendonker. Yes. I know that sounds, it sounds ridiculous when we say it, but I agree with Dave. It's actually a very cool villain. Yeah. The the way it's written and the way he is, he's one of the coolest villains out there. I thought better off dead. Outside of Saffin from freaking <laughs> No Time to Die. Dave and I are still bitter about that. Um, I will actually say this. This is one of the better Reacher novels I have read in a long, long time. I agree. And, and you and know, think... I am not a big fan of when they start bringing in now it's Lee and Andrew Child. Right. We had issues 
with the last one mm -hmm. with Andrew taking part. You could tell who wrote what part. Right. This one was more seamless. I have one issue. I will give it three and a half frenzies. I loved it that much. But I have one issue. And I could, what you're talking about with the writing style. At the end. Ugh. At the end. No. At the end, every time they're asking questions to somebody to expose this plot point or explain why this happened. If you look, it's like a drinking game. You could actually do a drinking game in the last 40 pages. Correct. So why did somebody correct? What? Nobody says that. Nobody, Nobody says, Dave, am I ugly? Correct. No, you wouldn't <laughs> say that. No, I wouldn't. No, Nobody say, says no, that. No, you would say, yeah, you're fucking ugly, Kev. You wouldn't Why say don't correct. I just get some cookie dough, put your face in it, we'll make some gorilla you cookies. Say correct. No, nobody says correct. And I found See, that I don't to be read really... the I don't read the back stuff after. It just drove me crazy. Drove me crazy. I don't read the interviews. And it wasn't just after. one character who answered like that. It was multiple oh, characters. Well, yeah. That's that the problem. It, yeah. If it was one person who responded like that all the time, Okay. That's one thing, but, but when it was, it was other yeah. characters responding the same, correct. Yeah, correct. Now that was that's like somebody checking boxes as they're going down their outline of how they're writing the book. Yeah, yeah, it was that was the yeah. one problem I had was that you could literally, if you made a drinking game out of how many times they, they said, said correct, correct in the last forty pages, you would be out like a light before you got to the end. Yeah. No, it was, but that it was, was my pretty only brutal. criticism. Only criticism. No, it, it was one of the better storylines. The pacing was phenomenal. Yes. And again, Dave, of course, reads five books a day. You know, he not reads, quite that He reads much. three while he's on the toilet in the morning. <laughs> I, If I read a book slowly, that means I like it. If I get through it quickly, that's or I give it up, obviously that's a bad sign. See, if I go through a book quickly, I absolutely love it. If it takes me a while to get through, I'm so-so on it. No, see, I, I like to absorb the book. So see, I, I, I get can't so blow through into... it because then I feel like I'm cheating it if I'm really liking it. See, I that's not how I am. I I am so into it and absorbed in the story to go through. No, that's why it takes me forever to get through a James Lee Burke novel is because I get so in depth and so immersed in the details that it takes me forever. And of course I have not finished the last one because I just, I I've got to be a focused individual on those details on everything the writer is giving me. If I hate it, or if I if I don't care that much, I'll blow through it. Like as much as I hate, yeah. as much as I love Spencer, I can tell right now. I just started the new Spencer novel, Bye Bye Baby, with Ace Atkins. I'll blow through it because it just already feels like it's it's like eating a Twinkie. <laughs> you know, it's like familiar, comfortable, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything out of the ordinary or different. Than a typical Spencer mystery. So 
I found <clears throat> this, Dead or Off Dead, an exemplary Reacher novel. That's why it took me a long time to get through it. Well, there you go. So three and a half frenzies for Better Off Dead. I concur completely. And it now we've got the TV well show. Hopefully it will live up to what we have built it to be in our head. Boy, if this lets us down, this will really suck balls. I am going to be so pissed. After You'll go back and watch the, the Tom Cruise I will Cruise not movies. watch the goddamn Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> yes, you will. No, I will yes, not. I will not on principle alone. <laughs> I might just watch him tonight just to piss you <laughs> off. Have fun with you and Tom. <laughs> well, considering the fact they keep pushing Mission Impossible back, I think Mission Impossible 7 is now due in 2047. It's Mission Impossible <laughs> to think Tom Cruise is Have Rachel. you ever watched any of those? I have. They're not bad. They're awesome. They are awesome. They are the movies that these Bond movies should be. They're fun, more stunts, more action. There you go. Maybe they need to get that director. Telling you. I am sorry that we were so down on Bond this week, kids, but we care a lot about Bond. And I am sad to think about the future. Of I where know. this franchise is going to go. I don't this, know this was how it can go. This was such a letdown. And, yeah. I, I, I'm I, I think that the franchise is done. I honestly, I don't know how you can bounce back from this. I don't know how you can. I don't see it. They would have, have to, to come up with something You'd have to do prequels. spectacular. You're going to have to do prequels. Or do stuff in between. I don't yeah. know. Because I, I cannot see, and again... Or you're going to have to come up with unquote, one hell of an explanation. The quote-unquote new 007 was so boring. Oh, she was awful. So bad. There's there's no nothing redeeming about her no. at all. No. She had one decent moment. One decent moment where she yeah. killed the obnoxious Russian scientist. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. whoop de doo So. All right. That is it for the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro Kevin Ah, Crane. we have one big moment of silence. Oh, we, oh my God, yes, we do. Dr. Johnny Fever, I'm so sorry. Howard Hessman. WKRP in Cincinnati. Head of the class. Yeah, I'm uh. sorry. I get so wrapped up. <laughs> In the weekend edition, I completely forget the format from <laughs> from regular sports frenzy, so I always forget moments of silence and our dumbasses. Yeah, that I apologize. So that's why I'm here to keep you on track. So we've still got stuff coming then. Yeah, Howard Hessman, we have to give uh, thoughts and prayers. Also, John Zazula, the founder, one of the co-founders of Megaforce Records, yep. passed away. Where Metallica got their start. Way if it wasn't for day. John Zazula, we might not have Metallica. God forbid. And then the drummer for America, Willie Lecox. Yep. I hope I'm saying that right. Lecoe? Le I don't know. He passed away as well. We do have two dumbasses 
Again, Dave brought me in. I was ready to quit. Major dumbasses. I was ready to quit. I was ready to call it. Can we put Whoopi Goldberg on our 12-seated plane? Yes. 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 <laughs> right behind the pilot. The sports frenzy plane of doom. Thank God they actually had the, the, the guts to suspend her. No kidding. After these stupid remarks. And, of course, the idiot at CNN, Don Lemon's backing her up. The guy's an idiot. For saying that the Holocaust was not about race. What? I, I know. the whole thing was they were trying to create the, the master, master race. race. And, oh, my God. Whoopi is such a twit. And to their credit, her co-host tried. Troy Behar didn't. Joy Behar just Oh, Joey Behar's an idiot, and I discount her. But the others at least tried to give her an opportunity to pull herself out of the hole she kept digging herself. That, that whole show is a disaster anyway. And it shows you, again, the hypocrisy of whoever you side with politically, you're either going to get vilified or you're going to get a pass. Yeah, this almost, this is a semi-pass because anybody else. Again, they suspended her. They suspended her for two weeks. Anybody else would have been gone. Right. Completely gone. And then I have one, again, politically motivated. The mass Singer. Oh, my God. Oh, God forbid. Rudy Giuliani is one of the contestants, and he takes his mask off. And, and Robin Thicke and Ken Young walk, walk off. off. Yeah. Shame on those two assholes. Yeah. You make everything political, fuck you. Suck fuck it you. up, you asshole. Yeah, Ken Young hasn't done anything since The Hangover. Except these stupid-ass reality shows. Right. But you got to make a statement because you're allowed to because you're on the right side of the politics when it In comes to In your own damn networks. mind. So the hell with go. Whoopi, the hell with Ken, the hell with Robin Thicke. There you go. Thanks, kids. Glad you hung out with us. See what happens when Dave pulls me back in? We were going to have a nice, normal, quiet, calm ending. Drop us a line. Share it with your friends. We'll talk to you next week.